This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1007. Don't get thrown off by this common IELTS speaking error. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. If you don't know what to expect on your speaking exam, you can be easily confused and get stuck at a band six or lower. Don't let this happen to you. Listen up today and be ready to succeed on your next IELTS test. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Mordek Aubrey, how are hey. you? I am great. I just finished editing a video for my daughter. My six-year-old daughter oh. wanted to do um 24-hour kindness challenge. What is that? I hadn't heard of it before. I think she saw something on YouTube or something where people do this. And so she wanted me to video her doing all these acts of kindness oh throughout gosh. the day and splice it together and post it on her YouTube channel. So I had to make her a YouTube channel and oh. do that. But it was really fun. <laughs> So what what's an example of an act of kindness that she did? So she made breakfast for me, and then she cleaned her room, which should just be normal behavior, but unfortunately uh, it's not. But extra chores, like she dusted the banister, and uh, and then she did a little part where she talked about things at school she did that was, she was like, I helped my friend get up when she fell, Aww. and little things like that, right? But it was pretty adorable. And then she had me video her make these little cards for her siblings. So that just kind of so basic sweet. stuff. Oh she just wants gosh. to see herself in a video, I think. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it so much. Um, guys, you can also video yourself being kind to your future self by practicing for IELTS. You could nice. video yourself doing like a sample part two answer, for example. Post it on your Facebook page. Posting videos of yourself speaking English, that is such a great way to stay accountable. We had like, I think this was three or four years ago, we had an IELTS student that would post um, like a video journal, like a daily blog, um, oh, speaking that. English every morning. And she ended up getting really high scores. So I think it works. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Not only can you watch the video back to, you know, just kind of gauge like, okay, how am I doing? How's my intonation? How's my speed? I feel like you, even better than recording audio, you get a good idea for that. And when you're posting it on a public forum, it gives you that accountability of, exactly. okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get feedback from peers and actually improve. Yes. Awesome. So we are talking more about speaking today. Um, guys, there are a few spots on the speaking test that can really fool 
candidates if they're not ready. Um, while I was examining, I would see students who maybe had not prepared a lot. They didn't know the structure of the speaking test. And so they weren't sure when to talk or when it, the exam started. And it, it caused problems, right? And it's really hard to get the best score if you are not knowing what's happening on the yeah. test. I feel like anything can throw you off, and especially things like this if you're not sure exactly what to expect. And then that can throw off your whole speaking test, because if you let something throw you off, it's hard to get back on track and reset. Oh my gosh, for sure. I've seen students in part two just like get a really tough card and and panic and not finish yeah. the two minutes. And so you're just sitting in silence with the examiner for a little bit because as an examiner, like I have to wait for you to keep going. Like I have to give you a chance to keep going. So there will be some awkward silence. And, and then when it's obvious you can't say anything else, then I'll just like finish it, right? But there will be awkward silence. And I've seen students get completely ruined because of that and not be able to answer in part three and just kind of give up because they're like so disappointed in themselves. So anyway, guys, we don't want this to happen to you. So we're going to tell you some common parts of the test that confuse students so you won't be confused on test day. Yes, right. And we want to first talk about the very beginning of the speaking exam when there are some instructions that the examiner has to record. And it often happens that students don't realize the examiner is just saying this for a recording and it's not for you. It's not a conversation with you. And they'll respond or jump in and maybe the examiner will then have to redo the recording. This is not a great way to start your speaking exam. Exactly, guys. Um, the examiner will ask you a direct question when it's your turn to talk, okay? Like, you should know when the speaking test begins. So what happens on test day, guys? Now the examiner, as of last year, I guess, the examiner has to turn on the recording before even letting the candidate in, right? Um, guys, a few weeks ago, we did some episodes based on my conversations with current examiners from around the world. So do listen to those episodes for um, changes uh, about the test this year. But anyway, so the examiner has to start the recording and then let you in, check your passport, right? And... The examiner must read a short script before starting the test, okay? So this script is just to label the recording very clearly with the date, the name of the candidate, the candidate number, and the name of the examiner, and the examiner number. So all of these details have to be said by the examiner right away, and then they start the test, right? So you know the test has started when the examiner says, um... Alice, I'd like to ask you some questions, or I'd like to ask some questions about yourself, right? So that is the signal to, to tell you that speaking part one has begun. You know what I could see happening is they're going to see, they're going to say your name on this recording. And if you've, you know, you notice they're recording something that you're not being asked questions yet, you might, you know, kind of, um, 
stop paying attention and start thinking about maybe some vocabulary you want to use in your speaking test. And then all of a sudden you hear your name. And you so you might have a tendency to say, yes, <laughs> you know, respond know. <laughs> because you've heard your name when they're actually just saying your name for the recording. So you actually do want to pay attention while they're saying this. Don't, you know, totally let yourself get sidetracked or that could definitely happen. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, and also another recent change in the past couple years, guys, is the examiner says these are instructions now, right? Um, she says, like, I will now, not instructions, but like an introduction. So the examiner will say, like, I am going to read an introduction or something like that. Um, and examiners won't make eye contact with you if they're not asking you a question. So when I was an examiner, I would just like stare straight down. <laughs> So the candidate would know I'm not talking to them and I would read the script, right? And then I would look up and start the speaking part one questions. So pay attention to the examiner cues, right? When they make eye contact, that means it's your turn to talk. Um, don't talk before that because that's annoying to the examiner. <laughs> and then they have to stop and maybe read the instructions again. And it's just, it's, it's weird. So just be aware that the examiner has a short script to read at the beginning where she or he will read your name, your candidate number, their name and their examiner number, the date and then the part one questions will start, okay? Um, all right, so there are a few questions on speaking part one that are also confusing because they seem like sort of normal questions that maybe you could hear in a daily conversation. And that means an appropriate response in daily conversation could be an incomplete sentence or maybe even a word. But you cannot do that on the exam, yeah, I think this would be especially tricky if it's the first question you're asked. And maybe you're thinking it's just small talk. Things haven't started. Maybe you missed them saying, you know, now I will ask you some questions. So that's, uh, again, tricky to pay attention. But also, even if it's just a really casual question, that's what part one is. They're personal questions. They're really casual. You need to recognize that you can't answer like you would in your daily life with just a couple of words really casually. You're still being graded. You still need to get that slang back great vocabulary in there and answer with a, a few sentences. Exactly. Um, a question that I really did not like to ask, but I mean, I had to, um, and it would always confuse students, is if there's a group of questions about travel or transport, then often there will be a question in there like, how did you get to the test center today? And like, that's that's weird. Like, how much can you actually say about that, right? Um, so a lot of students would, like, first kind of look confused, and then they'd be like, uh, I walked here, I drove, I rode a bus, right? Um, and th that's not enough. Like, it's just a really short, simple sentence. Yeah, so, that's a good point. But you're like, how much can I say about that? That becomes a little tricky. Right. So, Aubrey, what else can a student say? Because, guys, to... to, to, to nail that seven or higher for fluency, 
even in speaking part one, you must talk. (laughs) So three to five sentences is what we recommend for our three key students and for you guys listening for every answer in speaking part one. So how could we expand on that travel answer? Right. You want to provide more detail, right? So talk about anything that was different. If you say, normally, I would take the bus or the subway to get here, but I didn't want to risk any chance of something going wrong, maybe an accident. And so I drove myself here today to make sure I had complete control over what time I arrived. (laughs) Totally. I love that so much. Um, You can also describe your feelings of anxiety on the way. Um, I kind of like that as a strategy, too, because um, when we name our fear, right? I'm sure, guys, if you've been listening to Allers English or IELTS Energy for a while, you've heard us talk about this. But when we acknowledge verbally the fear or the anxiety out loud, it takes the power away from that fear or anxiety. So just by saying, um, honestly, I drove here this morning, but I took a couple wrong turns because I was so nervous about my test and I could not focus on directions. Uh, and so like saying that will sort of like make fun of it, right? And you'll have yes. a little laugh. The examiner will have a little laugh and it'll just help to set a nice, relaxed, but honest tone for the rest of the, the speaking test. And when you guys hear these answers, you're hearing that great native intonation. You can hear that we sound like we felt nervous or excited or scared. You hear the emotion in our voice. You hear it going up and down. It's interesting. There's no monotone happening there. So yeah, be honest, be real about it. And that's going to be even easier to give yourself that variety of intonation. I love it. Yeah, anytime you can talk about feelings or emotions, guys, um, hopefully that'll make your intonation a little bit different, right? Because yes. hopefully you are, to some extent, feeling the feeling you're describing. <laughs> I know, like, if, when I'm when I'm telling a story about something extreme that happened to me, maybe uh, uh, because I was really scared or because I was really surprised, anything like that, I, I do sort of go back in my mind and feel that same way a little bit, oh, right? Yeah. Like, as you're describing it. So it should come out in your voice. And Why is that important? You have to vary your intonation in order to get a seven or higher for pronunciation. You cannot sound the same for every single answer. And Aubrey, I'm sure you'll agree, this is one of the most common things we work with students on in personal coach classes. Yes, exactly, right? We'll have students using amazing vocabulary, great transition sentences and slang, but then they will be speaking uh, like a student, monotone, very serious, whether they're talking about some fun thing they did on the weekend or a part three question that's much more serious and somber, their tone sounds the same. And that's a six. You can't get a seven if your intonation isn't native and natural and varied. Exactly, exactly. So guys, To sum up the lessons that we want you to remember from today's episode, guys, know the structure of the test. Know what to expect, okay? The beginning introduction, the examiner is reading just just data, really, right? Like names and numbers, right? The examiner has to do that for, for the recording, okay? You that you don't have anything to do with that. You are just sitting and waiting politely, okay? Um, don't interrupt. Don't don't ask a question. Just just wait. Okay. The examiner will look up and signal to you when speaking part one begins, right? 
Now I will ask you some questions about yourself. That is what the examiner says. And then she asks you a question about yourself. Those questions, guys, speaking part one, never, ever, ever answer in one word. Never, ever, ever answer in one sentence. Every answer needs to be three to five sentences. And whenever you can, describe a feeling or emotion so that reflects in your pronunciation. Okay, awesome. Um, Aubrey, we have a little homework for students today. They can take our online quiz, right? That's right, you guys. Go to allersenglish.com slash score. It'll only take you a few minutes to take our quiz, but the reward is so worth it. You're going to get free resources that are at your level that Jessica has created with her years of examiner knowledge. So if you haven't gone yet, guys, what are you waiting for? Go and take our free quiz right now. Awesome. Allersenglish.com slash my score, guys. You you have nothing to lose. I mean, why not go take a test? (laughs) Very short quiz. Get your estimated IELTS band score. Nothing to lose, like I said. Okay. Sweet. Aubrey, this has been fun. I will talk to you next week. Yep. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.